0: faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up.
1: that everything sort of had to be done. There was a way to do things, you know, that there was a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things, and there's not. It's just your family's way of doing things. And so I think just working out what that looks like for your family.
2: Hello this is the Faith in Parents podcast. You've probably come back after listening to the last episode which is listening to real life human beings talking about their experience of Bible times. I'm joined by
0: Amy hello I'm here again. Ed it's so lovely to be here. I love hearing from real families really trying to read the Bible together. It makes me feel a little bit more normal.
2: Now, we've I've done a thing with Amy for this recording, which is I have listened to what we are about to listen to, but Amy hasn't. And dun, dun, dun. I want to tell you these, we're about to listen to heroes. These are wonderful, wonderful people giving great stories of hope. Please keep it here. We're going to listen to some mums today talking about what it's like opening the Bible with their children. And it's hugely encouraged my heart. Amy, can you wait?
0: Uh, well, so I'm here basically to give the real live, this is amazing, reaction. Or think all all do them, that better. I tell
2: you, Ed, their family's <laughs> in a real mess.
0: <laughs> Great. Oh, I'm totally up for that. Bring it on.
2: Okay. So we're going to start now. The first voice you're going to hear is Noah. So I just want to say, Noah, how old are you?
3: Six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Noah, can you tell me what can you see outside your front door? Flowers,
0: grass, (laughs) ravens, roads, (laughs) Mercy side.
3: Noah, do you know why it's good to read the Bible? So we know more about Jesus. And is there something that you can remember from maybe a time that you've looked at something recently in the Bible? Can you remember a story that you've heard
0: Never in New
4: York.
3: <laughs> Strong.
4: <laughs> Strong.
0: Very
3: good.
4: The favourite one, isn't it?
0: Yeah. The five thousand. Oh yeah.
4: What happened with the? Who fed the five thousand? Jesus. Yeah. What did we learn? To be satisfied. Oh, to be satisfied. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And who is it that satisfies us? Jesus.
0: Oh, brilliant. That. He just dropped his coins and followed Jesus.
3: How do you think that God is loving you right now?
0: The Bible.
4: Yeah, you do have the Bible, yeah.
0: Anything else?
4: Is how we know God loves us? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm Claire and um, Noah's home with me at the moment and we are in Halewood, uh, Liverpool.
3: And how long have you been having a go at doing family Bible times and how's that been going for you? Uh, on and off
4: for quite a while um this this time we've been using the um the meals with Jesus and it, it's been really good um so we church are doing it on a Sunday each Sunday on the um on the stream service so it's on it's on the tv we have it on there and um so we looked at that one with church and then we must admit we did miss a couple and then um since we went to the next meal we we've carried it on so it was really good so it was uh Simon's house um and Noah found that quite interesting we were talking about the how Simon thought about the sinful woman and um and how really he was sinful because he thought he didn't need Jesus and we all need Jesus <laughs> so that was really cool um and we we find it lovely because it is so um it's just so conversational and it, it's really nice we can just chat with noah and it's not uh, it's not dry we're not just reading from we are still reading from the bible but it just brings it into real life and it that's what helps us we've tried a couple of different things we would try um an, another devotional book um like um science but what we like about this book is we start with a prayer a written prayer in the book but then the ending prayer is very much let's think about it and make your own prayer up and that's what we love about it as me and my husband um because it helps Noah think of his own words we're not just reading a prayer from the book so um and straight away he was like I can't do it I don't know a prayer can't do it um so what we did was we said well that's okay you can go at the end me and daddy will pray and then you can pray and that really helped uh, and he started thinking of his own prayers now well sometimes he'll just think of what we've said and kind of put it into his own words but he's really copying but then other times he is coming up with his own ideas so it's really lovely so that's quite new for us in in encouraging Noah to to pray his own prayers um but yeah we have read the bible before and done a few devotions but the uh, the prayer thing is new and that that's really lovely because we can see his progression in that mm.
3: now, have there been any other moments of either just being able to see him get it or see him change in his attitudes to life from what you've read
4: oh definitely so um we have seen a complete difference when when we're doing the the bible each morning we don't do it every morning we can't always we can't always manage it uh, things get crazy the morning if you get up late or whatever but uh yeah he'll uh, he'll start talking about. Um, wanting his uh, his church songs on and he'll be singing his, his songs and he'll be walking around going, uh, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. And he's just so content and happy. It's lovely, it really is. So we've noticed that.
3: And how do you recover from when there's been carnage or things have just not gone to plan, <laughs> both emotionally for yourself, but also for the family?
4: Well, yeah, if it if it doesn't go to the plan or, you know, sometimes he's climbing all over me and I feel like a climbing frame. Um, but we just, you know, and if I haven't got the patience that day, I might scream at him and then we just stop, to be honest. Most of the time, if it hasn't gone right, we just stop and pause and we'll generally have a hug and, and pray and we just say, you know, We ask God to help us. And I think that, you know, it isn't all about having the right answers, is it, for your children? It's about just being real with them. And sometimes we do lose our temper. Sometimes we don't have the patience for them. Uh, And sometimes they can be quite demanding. I mean, we've only got nowhere. We've only got one. I don't know how people go for more than one and doing, doing it, but, you know, definitely hats off to them. We generally just stop and pause and say God help us and he does he does and we have a hug and we're back to we're back to being a loving family again.
3: <laughs> for someone who's maybe tried it and it's been nothing but a nightmare or for someone who's never given it a go what would you say to them?
4: Keep going uh, it might have been a nightmare but it won't be a waste. Uh, God can use everything Um uh, Children will appear like they've not took anything in, and then all of a sudden, you know, it'll be like a treasure chest, and you're—they will have taken it in. They just haven't processed it. It will be in there. If you've never tried it, um it's an amazing gift you can give your children. I never grew up as a Christian. My my parents weren't Christians, and I just think what a blessing it is to be able to to give that to Noah. To uh, let him find out at an early age what God has done for us through Jesus. Uh, And that's what we're learning about in the gospel, so Mm -hmm. it's great.
3: If you could give one piece of advice to someone who's willing to give a family Bible time a go, what would that be?
4: Patience with yourself and your family. Um, It doesn't have to be perfect. It's all worth it. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, as I say before, sometimes Noah's climbing all over me. It doesn't mean he's not listening. Uh, Yeah, it still sinks in and God can use it.
2: Amy, I imagine Noah is one of those boys that makes you go, isn't he delicious?
0: He totally is. I love Noah. He is enthusiasm, energy and passion for Jesus squidged into a human Um, and him and his his mum are just brilliant encouragers I love them to bits
2: and I particularly loved that we heard from Claire the answer to the question I often get asked by parents how do we teach our children to pray that's it yeah let them hear mum and dad pray give them a go they can't get it wrong
0: exactly you just gradually get a little bit better at it it's not rocket science good on you Uh, Well, I just love hearing from enthusiastic people who are trying. And when it goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. We have a hug and we start again. And we just make talking about Jesus part of the white noise of family life. Good on you.
2: We're now going to hear from someone on the other side of the world. This is Roz. Let's listen to her. Oh,
5: exciting. So we live in Joburg, South Africa, and uh, we have three boys Aged five, four, and two.
3: What's your experience been of family Bible times?
5: I think the only word really is chaos. It's not something that at the end of each one I've gone, oh, that went well. Most of the time I think, oh, well, that was a small disaster, but, you know, at least we tried.
3: Do you think it has made a difference?
5: Um, (laughs) I think there have been a few um, encouragements along the way. Um, there's been a few times when the eldest has voluntarily prayed for um, to ask Jesus to forgive his sin and then confirming that Jesus has taken his sin so far away um, so those are encouraging last year um, the middle one's teacher told us that Dan was the only child in her class who knew which baby was born at Christmas Um so yeah, I think they, I think they do make a difference. They, um, we were reading another book about a giant and then they, you know, wanted to make sure that that wasn't the Goliath that, you know, David had. So I think they are, um, they, they, they something is going in so it does feel worth it, but it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to tell obviously. How have you
3: used things around you in the home to tell the stories?
5: So 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 in the Wonder of Easter and also in Ed's uh, family Bible times, he's obviously a big fan of getting Lego characters and whoever you can find to act out the story, which makes a real difference because if you act it out, they listen a lot better than if you're just reading to them. We didn't have all that many like, Lego men, so we had to bring in some other characters that we had, which has not always gone well. <laughs> um we were doing where the lame man's friends are luring him through the roof for Jesus to heal him. The middle child just shouted out, no, they don't have to put him through the roof. Chase will clear a path. Chase from Paw Patrol, like get out his megaphone and you know, he can clear the way. And um, I was like, no, no, this isn't, he's not chased. This, he's just a man in the temple. Um, and, but yeah, then, so that descended into total chaos because obviously Kate Chase would have been able to get him in the door. So there's been a few small disasters, like I said. Was it a lost cause? I think that one was a lost cause because Chase is a total hero in their eyes. So that, that story was written off as a silly Bible story. Um, and yes, it was, the fact that he was healed was like a total, just totally lost in the Chase debacle.
3: What would a good month look like for you in doing something like this?
5: So I think um, we've, we've struggled to find a good, consistent time of the day. And dinner time for us is it's just, yeah, because they are fighting about eating vegetables and, you know, other stuff. Um, and breakfast also feels a bit rushed. Trying to find a time of day is really hard, but um, I think we've kind of gone for a mid-afternoon slot now. Um, And I guess for us, what that looks like is, is every day. Otherwise it's too hard to kind of find that rhythm. That's a good month. A bad month is like the rushed Bible story before bed and, you know, them falling around and us being like, put your hands together. We're praying, keep your eyes, stop hitting your brother, you know, like that. Um, So we we know that before bedtime is not a good, or right before they go to sleep, is not a good time. But in a bad month, I don't know, the rest of the day kind of runs away and then that's all we're left with. And, you know, it's going to be bad, but
3: it is what it is. If you could give one tip to someone that maybe you've found or someone shared with you that you found useful, what would that be? Use Ed's
5: books. (laughs) They're really, really, really good. Uh, I love the format. even the family Bible times that that are on YouTube. So I found if we watched the video, the kids lost, like they didn't pay attention. So I used to watch the video the night before, and then I used to be Ed basically the next day. Um, But it's kind of, it's very low, low prep on your side, but uh, a really easy format to follow. And I I find it, it works well with our kids. So I think that's the best thing that we've used
2: as a family.
3: An unintentional plug, but thank you all the same.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Amy, I absolutely love Roz's absolute clarity that she's in
0: chaos. (laughs) Very encouraging. I love the smorgasbord of accents that we're going through today. I think that's brilliant too. But yes, admission of chaos, we all need that.
2: Amy, I did have one question for you. Y- you have had a, a similar experience to Roz with the ages of your children. She has five, four, and two. Yep. You had four children under the age of six, I think.
0: Four under five at one point.
2: Okay, so Amy, there there must be a lot of listeners who are listening to Roz and they're thinking, "With well, the best will in the world, love, just don't bother. It's too difficult."
0: Ah, uh, no, no. I just think. Don't put the pressure on you to be anything that other people are telling you to be. So shove what anyone else thinks. But equally, if you love your kids and you want to get in there, getting Jesus into, rubbed into the grooves of family life, you need to start them young. Because otherwise, when do you start? When the oldest one's able to sit down for 40 minutes, the youngest one, whatever. But um, no, so I just think throw out of the window the expectation and think as a family, what time is going to work for you to do five minutes about Jesus and for us it was pudding we could listen if we had pudding and so then pudding became about
2: Jesus and like that's great thank you Amy that that is beautifully realistic and I also love the story of Chase you know what why didn't Chase just make (laughs) a way for the paralytic to get to Jesus's feet mum it's so obvious
0: but then that's the reality for kids the Jesus world and their play world, you know, the barrier isn't as clear between them. And that's fine.
2: I, I do want to encourage Roz. Sadly, I I, I mean, I, I'd like to tell her, it's a, that's OK. This is, that's a win. What a great story. What a great moment. And you just get to smile at your kids and say, Chase is great. Jesus is even better. Totally. Let's go straight on and hear from Lauren. For reasons I don't fully understand we're blessed to have another South African who doesn't sound like she is. Interesting.
3: Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast. Tell us where are you and what you can see out of your front door.
1: Yes, I am currently living in Stellenbosch, which is in South Africa. It's about 40 kilometres outside of Cape Town. Um, I am British, but I'm married to a South African and we moved here about, I was to a friend about this the other day, I think about almost 12 years ago, we've I've been here and out of my front door, I can see beautiful mountains and I have the most stunning view. It's amazing, I love it.
3: Wow, I was not expecting that, I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> Great! And vineyards. Tell me, are family Bible times a thing for you and whoever is at home? So,
1: I have four children. My oldest is nine. I've got three boys and a girl. My oldest is nine. Then I've got an almost seven year old, and then uh, my five year old, my boy will be five next week. And then my little girl, my youngest, is a girl and she's almost three. And when I was pregnant with my oldest, a friend said to us, the old pastor of our church said to us, that it's very difficult to decide when you should start reading the Bible to your children. Um, And so just start the day they're born, because then there's kind of no reason. There's no excuse not to kind of start, really. Um, that didn't really happen because having your first child is a bit of like being hit by an avalanche um, and you don't really know what you're doing. But sort of when we started reading him bedtime stories um, included in that, we would read him the Bible at the same time. And so from probably about a year, I think, probably about nine months to a when Stuart was about nine months to a year, we started reading the Bible and because it was a part of his routine, um, his bedtime routine—it just became part of all the others' bedtime routine as well. So, for us, we gen—we generally tend to read the Bible at bedtime, which has got its advantages and disadvantages, <laughs> as you can imagine. Trying to read the Bible to children at bedtime has got interesting uh, consequences and things like that. But it's uh, that's always been sort of what, what we've done. So, for m- for my three younger children, they've never really known a night where we haven't read the Bible. Um, mostly obviously we have movie nights and late nights and that sort of thing but most of the time we do try and read the bible with them and pray with them before bed so it's something that we that we do that's on our um, radar as it were I don't really know what the right phrase is to use there but it is part of our life that we read the bible with our
3: children. Can you break that down a bit for me as to what that looks like is that chasing people around and getting them to bed do people know that that's happening and it's read something pray about something do you sing do you act it out what what does it look like for you
1: it's varied over the years with with when our kids were younger we would read more children's bibles the jesus story bible the big picture bible um and i think those became sort of so familiar to my children they could almost Read them themselves. They could almost tell you the stories from them, word for word, almost. Um, and what we what we're doing at the moment is basically just reading a chapter from the Bible. My kids, my two older ones in particular, were, were quite keen to try and read the whole Bible, which was quite nice. That that came from them, and I didn't have to sort of say, "We're going to try and read the whole Bible this year." And then, sort of groaning, they sort of said, "Can we try and read the Bible?" I was like, "Sounds great." Um, we and we pray uh with a two and a half year old who is slightly crazy and a five almost five year old who just wants to sort of lie down in his bed and he's sort of gradually going to sleep almost and and we bought our kids cats kittens for Christmas and so then on top of that you've got two kittens running around and climbing the curtains and trying to climb out the window um and then my six-year-old making great observations and my nine-year-old asking great questions and you just think it's almost bedtime and now you want to talk about how can Jesus walk on water and what does that mean and all these questions about two, one Samuel which is where we are which is where we've got to in the Bible at the moment and so it makes for interesting things And it's good fun. We don't, we're not a particularly musical family, unfortunately. It's one of my, one thing I'm looking forward to about Heaven is being able to sing and feel no embarrassment or shame. But at the moment, I don't have the greatest singing voice. And I think sometimes my kids feel a bit self-conscious, but they love music. We love and Cutlery and we love City of And so we do listen to Christian music, but that's sort of separate from our family Bible time, as it were.
3: How do you feel when you feel you've been asked a really difficult question? How do you go into it and come out of it when you feel maybe out of your depth? (laughs) Uh,
1: So that would be often out of my depth. I think it's important for my kids to sort of know mum doesn't have all the answers and she doesn't know. And I'll often tell my kids, you know, some things are a mystery. Um, The Bible tells us that. That it's got everything in it that we need to know, but not necessarily everything that we want to know. And so, sometimes it'll be a matter of, well, won't that be a great thing that you can ask Jesus when you get to heaven? Um, and but I try and give them honest answers, um, and just try and see what does the Bible say. I'll even ask them, like, what does, What do you think the Bible says? Like, what did you see? in the story that we read that might help you answer that question. And even if it's just something that they, a little detail that they pick out, then you just kind of can build from there, really.
3: Do you think you can see or feel any change in having done this for a number of years?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, we had an, in, my my oldest son and I, probably about two years ago, had a very interesting conversation in the car and it was only really, actually, it was interesting. It was only really sort of about a month ago that I really processed what it what it meant. Actually, so he'd been he'd been learning about um, um, heaven and uh, at Sunday school, actually. So it wasn't even necessarily about our family Bible times, but it, he'd been learning about heaven at Sunday school. And so we were driving home in the car, and he said, "Mummy, are Granny and Granddad going to heaven? Do Granny and Granddad love Jesus?" And I said, no, they don't, unfortunately. And he said, well, we must tell them about Jesus. And I said, yes, we we have and we should continue to do that and we should pray for them. And what I really realised about a month ago was that actually he wasn't actually concerned for himself. Actually, I think he is confident that he loves Jesus and he's going to heaven. So actually his concern wasn't for himself at all. His concern was very much for the other people in his life that he loves that don't love Jesus. And so it's actually really encouraged by that, actually, that he's obviously processed. And we've never really sort of sat him down and said, do you love Jesus? But he says he does. And there's evidence of that in his life in that he's trying to love his sisters and his brother. And when you say to him, this is just with my oldest at the moment, but when you say to him, was that kind? He'll say, no, it wasn't. <laughs> or And he'll pray for forgiveness when we pray together as a family at the end of the day and so i do see and with my with my my 6 year old my almost 7 year old um he yeah he's got a massive concern for other people and a big heart for other people and so yeah it's very encouraging it's harder to see in your in the younger children obviously in the 3 year old it's almost impossible because they can't share and they don't want to <laughs> and they it doesn't really feel like they're listening but um yeah, as they get older, it does I think you do see in them the the fruit of it, the growth that you would want, that you hope to see.
3: And if it's all gone to pot one evening, is there a, a way that you regroup or what do you do in response to it going really wrong? <laughs>
1: so my kids are here now and now they're going to know that this is what I do I go right daddy's going to close in prayer and then that's it dad's voice comes through the voice of authority in our house comes through and dad closes in prayer and then okay everybody off to bed (laughs) and then you sort of give everyone a hug and you say I love you (laughs) and see you tomorrow (laughs) that's normally the way that we do it (laughs) and my husband realizes that as well he's like okay got to bring it together now good (laughs)
3: cool what first made you want to open the bible with your family
1: i want us to grow as a family together to love jesus and i think that if we are looking at the same things in the bible and we're reading the same things then we can help each other um i i think it's the way that God speaks to us and I want God to speak to my kids. I want my kids to love Jesus. Um, I want to love Jesus more and studying the Bible with my kids is a great way for me to also read the Bible and be challenged and encouraged and grow. So we just it's good for us <laughs> to read the Bible as a family. And it's good for us to read the Bible. I thought that everything sort of had to be done. There was a way to do things, you know, that there was a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And there's not, there's just your family's way of doing things. And so I think just working out what that looks like for your family. And for some families that will be reading six chapters from the book of Leviticus. And for some families that will be, I know, no way. And I think for some families that will be reading one or two verses from Philippians and saying, well, aren't these wonderful verses? Why are they wonderful? Let's pray.
2: Amy, I loved hearing the story of the little boy in the back of the car and she realises he loves his grandparents, which I have to say for a child is a big step not to only be thinking about yourself and cake for the next three minutes.
0: I loved that too and I just think taking that moment to acknowledge and and see the bigger picture of the process that is happening within your child's heart we probably in our busyness have we got to do this and we've got to done it and have we talked about Jesus and have we prayed with them that you just sometimes need to take that minute to step back and see that God is at work and that this this is a process that God is is working in the heart and life of your child and you know we've heard about seeing that in prayers, seeing that in, in what they are talking about, who they're loving, and just in it gradually going in. It's,
2: it's the long game. And also, we had earlier on, we heard from Claire, how on earth does anyone do this with more than one child? We heard Lauren's answer, <laughs> which is, there are cats crawling over your children the three-year-old probably isn't engaging. The five-year-old is having a laugh and the nine and seven-year-old are answering brilliant questions. That's all, that's all great. Is that your normal experience, Amy, too? Sometimes you don't, you can't always pitch it at every child.
0: No, uh, you, you can't. And you're just, and I think, you know, she also said you don't have to have the answers. I loved that, that you can then just say to your kids, I don't know. We're not supposed, we're not supposed to know everything, but, you know, we can trust Jesus. And I don't know either. I'm not the authority on this. We're all here together learning. Um, And I love that dad can just, there's a a, a code word. Dad's going to close in prayer. I'm out. You know,
2: (laughs) that's great. (laughs) We have heard some fantastic top tips, godly wisdom, insights and encouragement from the chaos. In the show notes, we're going to put down some of the things that people were talking about. Links to the wonder of Easter, Meals with Jesus, Thank you to those who say you're loving them. It's very encouraging. Sir, so, we also heard about the YouTube family videos. I walked through Mark's gospel at the beginning of lockdown. We'll put a link to our YouTube channel for those, as well as the music of City Light and Awesome Cutlery. Mm, great. But Amy, what are you looking forward to this weekend?
0: Oh, well, this weekend, Ed, is an opportunity to get hands-on in the kitchen in enjoying baking and making and chocolate whilst also learning about the Easter story, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Great news to be celebrated with great chocolate. Um, It's the Easter Bake-Along. This Saturday, the 27th, at 2pm, but it's available to watch any time after then at a time that suits your family, as we've said.
2: So if you're... If you're listening to this podcast in mid-August, there's never a bad time to make brownies and to hear the Easter story. Get onto the Faith in Kids YouTube channel and bake along with Martha and I.
0: Or on our Facebook premiere.
2: Amy, will you just pray for the families who in the chaos are persevering?
0: I'd love to. Father, we do thank you uh, for your goodness to us. We thank you that you are a loving, forgiving, perfect Heavenly Father. Lord, we pray that as we, um, as parents who are imperfect, um, want to point our children to you and share your good word with them, that you would help us, give us the strength, give us the wit, give us the energy. um, And Lord, help us when we fail and when we mess up to trust you even with that and to point our children to your great love. Help us, Lord, to open your word and let it speak for itself. Amen.
2: Amen. We want to hear from you. Please tell us how you're finding it. Please tell us how you're finding the podcast. Tell us what questions you're asking. Tell us what you've enjoyed. Tell us what you haven't enjoyed. We're at podcast at faithinkids.org. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
3: Just before you go, thank you so much for listening. My name's Rachel and I'm fairly new to the Faith in Kids team. Just a quick shout out that we've produced a book, Meals with Jesus Ed's written a collection of 10-minute family devotions that explore Jesus' character through nine meals he shares in Luke's Gospel Maybe now is the time to build new habits for your family through lockdown This book is to help you have a go at reading the Bible with your kids Maybe for your first ever family Bible time Meals with Jesus has separate questions for different age groups so the whole family can enjoy looking at the Bible together As you read these passages, your children will be transported to the dinner table alongside Jesus, seeing for themselves who Jesus really is and why they can trust him. You can either download the e-book or order a print copy by heading to thegoodbook.co.uk or thegoodbook.com and search Meals with Jesus.